This is Power Athlete Radio. All right, my With your host, Denny Kaye, Professor Booty, and the Luke Summers. And now, toes forward, hips locked, shoulders set, and retract those scapulas. It's time for some knowledge bombs. Welcome to Power Athlete Radio. This is Steve. I'm here with Denny, Callie, and Ben Oliver. What's up, gang? What's going on? Hey. What's going on, everybody? How are you guys? Doing awesome. How are you, Callie? I am fantastic. Yeah. I stole Callie away from her training session, so she's all pumped up right now. That's <laughs> no. right. I'm, I'm, I'm jacked. I feel jacked right now. <laughs> what are you doing today? Uh, well, right now, I'm just putting some bros through a little workout, but um, I'll be working some snatches a little later. Got a little competition this weekend, so I uh, need to work on that. What kind of competition do you have? It's just a local CrossFit one. Uh, my first one in California, so I don't know who's going to be there, and uh, I don't know anything about the competition in terms of like the uh, the other athletes that will be there. But uh, it's myself and uh, Fireman Dave from our gym here, and so it's like a partner competition. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. uh, just for the record, what's your best snatch? Uh, yesterday I did 142, so I'm pretty happy about that. That'd be pounds, right? Yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> one forty-two in pounds. I'm still living on pounds. Uh, that's kind of like the gym I came from. We use pounds, and so I haven't quite converted to kilos yet. Although I know that's kind of sad, but I should. And just for all you guys, it's more of like a muscle snatch than it is a power snatch. I can't. If that's more impressive. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can. Uh, I can probably full snatch like ninety-five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the plight of the power athlete, right? Um, right? All right, so Callie, can you give us an update on the team series and what's happening in Atlanta? That's the next one that's coming up, right? You got it. Yep. So we have uh, one coming up in, in Atlanta on May the 4th. Uh, I would like to also say May the 4th be with you. Uh, and that's a very <laughs> special Star Wars holiday. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's going on in Atlanta uh, at a gym called CrossFit North Atlanta. And uh, so we've got a lot, a lot of volunteers for that. Um, some good team signed up. Steve, I know you're going to be there. So we're pretty excited. I'm finalizing the Metcons for it. And we'll be um, sending the Metcon standards out to the volunteers next week. And we'll be good to go by Saturday. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Um, and you said you had plenty of volunteers? Yes, uh, we do have plenty of volunteers. I'm pretty pretty stoked on that. We have a nice long list of people helping out. Uh, we also have a new... Uh, sponsor who's joining us there. The brand is called Bully Bling, and they have a great uh, recovery drink and energy drink. So they'll be there giving out samples and uh, representing down um, in that neck of the woods. Nice. Um, Denny, what other questions did we have for Callie? Is there, is there anything that you need that you're going to need help with for the uh, next weekend, or are you good? You know, Denny, I would really like uh, – Hugs. Like 10 Fiji water bottles. I only like red M&Ms. And, <laughs> yeah, I just prefer like a shoulder massage for at least on the hour for 15 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> no, honestly, I think I think we're good to go. If um, if anybody wants to reach out and help, they can. They can just reach me at Cali at powerathletehq.com. If they have a specific service that they want to offer – 
we're trying to, we'll have a vendor there for food. And I think that other than that, the, the rock tape people will be there and uh, maybe a few other vendors, but, but that's about it. I think we, we should be good to go. Awesome. Fantastic. Cool. Thanks, Callie. You got it. Hey, Steve, how'd your uh, competition go? Yeah, it was good. I, uh, I won gold in my division, even nice. with my, even with my measly bench press. I PR'd my back squat and uh, just missed a 600 deadlift. So, so what are your what reflecting on it? What would you have changed? How did everything go with the commands? Because I know that we talked via email, and that's in powerlifting. That's something that takes a little bit of getting used to, especially when you're feeling like really jazzed at a competition. Yeah. It's sometimes it's hard to pay attention, and you rack the bar early or whatever. So, so one of my buddies, Dan Sturm, Dan, he owns the gym CrossFit Johns Creek that hosted it. It was, um, it was USAPL sanctioned meet, but it was hosted at this box. And, um, he basically stood to the side and, um, if you ever meet Dan, he's the loudest person on the planet. So he yelled at me virtually through the whole thing, like, don't move. So I, I was pretty good. The, the only one that really sucked was I hadn't practiced the bench press pause Holy shit, Steve, that's a huge oversight. That's a, well, hey, I don't bench press. That's a fucking game changer right there. You do real, you realize that bench pressing is part of powerlifting and if you don't bench press. Well, that's all about to change because I really, really love the sport. It was so much fun. Um, And uh, so I'm going to start training. The Georgia State Championship is in November. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for that, and uh, you know I've got all summer to like get fat. I, I mean I, I weighed in 12 pounds under the max. Yeah. So that was probably not a wise idea either. I mean I kind of just went in blind, just did did CrossFit football, and was like, hey, I'm gonna go do a uh, powerlifting competition because it's for a cancer fundraiser. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was cool. It was good. It was super fun. Everyone was nice. Um, I thought for sure there were gonna be some like meathead douchebags there. But no, there weren't any that I could see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was awesome. It was cool. Hey, did, did, did you end up going with a wider squat stance, or did you go more like Olympic lifting? Uh, I I um I have kind of like neither a low bar nor a high bar squat. It's kind of just like like middle of the range, and I just I just squat the way I squat. It's it, what works for my body mechanics, mm-hmm. um, and so that I just went with my standard squat. Um, yeah. And you know, knee sleeves, that's it. Same old thing. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. So, uh, what's your plan for bench to get stronger than a 13 year old girl? (laughs) (laughs) How impressive was that? Huh? Like, uh, she, she looked normal too, right? Like, look like, uh, like just your average normal body type and everything. Yeah. 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 She did. How about her? How about her arch? Her range of motion was like an inch. I yeah, I have to yes. say that yeah, she had a pretty like decent advantage because <laughs> she appeared to have zero spine whatsoever. So <laughs> yeah, no, that was super impressive. No, I mean actually, I've talked to I talked to you, Callie and and Luke and John about working on my bench and stuff. Just my shoulders have been jacked up, so I need to I need to work on some stuff to sort of stabilize that shoulder girdle. Um, even when I'm in the sort of the lateral position laying down. So um, mm-hmm. I've got some plans for that. I mean, I've got a couple months to get it up. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, accessory good work. A lot yeah. of tricep work. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll probably go. I'll be going back to like the Gold's gym and like flexing in the mirror or something like that. Dumbbell bench all day. We're doing that in our gym at Balboa today. We got a, 
like max dumbbell bench press five sets with superset with dumbbell bent over rows with some rest, you know? Nice. You got to do it every once in a while. Yeah, they're loving it. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I mean, I've been I've been doing a little bit of that stuff, but I need to get some heavier dumbbells, um, which, you know, Craigslist, here I come, and and then I just got to work on it, you know? I mean, being a crossfit kind of athlete sort of gave up bench press because it's never programmed, and um, I've really paid the price. I mean, my numbers don't make any sense. I got – uh, 570, 575 deadlift, uh, 410 squat, and then like a 250 bench. I mean, that's just like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's an area for improvement. Don't it, be so hard on yourself. <laughs> what a positive outlook. <laughs> you caught me in a good day. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> so, well, so hey, would does could you say that the the CrossFit football strength template? would be a, a powerlifting template? I think it I think it could be. I think it really just depends at where where you are in your training as well. Uh I mean, I think it's a great base particularly the amateur progression for for a, a, a powerlifter. It will definitely get you stronger and if you're looking to put on mass as well, I think it's a good thing for that. Particularly like the incorporation of the pull-ups. Um I don't think I think people sleep on how important that is in terms of like its transfer to um that shoulder girdle stability that Steve was talking about as well as just like maintaining a good like rack position in you know back squat um you know, that, that back is such a limiting factor for most people that if they're not incorporating a lot of those, uh, either horizontal or vertical poles, um, then they're really, they're really not seeing that translate to their power lifts either. So, um, you know, I find that with like a lot of people that I speak with, like some of my powerlifting friends who, who follow different schools of training or different schools of thought. And, you know, I just, I just find that that seems to be like a pretty common denominator or a, a common like weakness for them. And so all of our manual resistance pull-ups or weighted pull-ups, all of those things I think, uh, are, are super important. And it's something that our program offers quite a bit of. Ben, what do you think? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you're, it's, you know, I hung around with some power lifters over the weekend too. And when, when I was talking with, uh, their program, it, it's like everything squat bench and dead, you know, conjugate and then constant accessory work. Right. You no, know, and the cross the football. I mean, like all that accessory work, upper back, triceps, uh, your abs. I mean, that's in the uh, that's in the conditioning, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. That's just a glorified way of saying supersets or accessory work is our metcons because it's way more fun than hey, I'm gonna have you go do uh, a bunch of reps for 30 minutes. I know when uh, Nate went out to Westside. Louis told him, he goes, hey, just go do banded tricep extensions. Nate goes, how long? He says, 30 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. You know? and <laughs> so, As a crossfitter, you look and, at that like an AMRAP. Yeah. AMRAP, AMRAP, yeah. tricep push down 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'll tell you though, you know, the uh, I, I'm going to start getting back into that kind of stuff, right? Um, and for me, it's kind of exciting because I've been doing the the conditioning, the AMRAPs, and that's great. You know, I'm probably picking the wrong time. I shouldn't be doing it in summer because not that I have any abs, but, you know, it's not going to be looking pretty, I'm sure. But I'm kind of excited to get back into just doing some accessory work and just packing on some more muscle if I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, our Metcons are uh, – or I should say D-Wads. They're heavy enough. The lifting is heavy enough to yeah. be considered that accessory work. 
for, for the most part. And, you know, um, it also helps. I understand, you know, if you're, if you're training exclusively for powerlifting, uh, that's awesome, but it also helps maintain a, like a slight bit of athleticism. If you follow our D wads yeah, throughout yeah. whatever your powerlifting, uh, training looks like, if you're sprinting twice a week, at least you're going to at least maintain, uh, a memory of what it feels like to run a little bit. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want to grow to be a fat tub of shit. No. It comes down to, you know, what are you training for? And, you know, we throw that in at every opportunity we can because, you know, if your goal, you know, Steven, is to to just get big and strong and, and work on the powerlifting, you obviously have to change your demands a little bit. Right. And that's all about that power athlete stuff. But I agree with Callie. If you, uh, I know plenty of big, strong guys who sprint and uh, and do some conditioning on the side, you know. And yeah, oh, yeah, help, absolutely. Help in between sets, you know, just keep your workouts rolling. Yeah, some jumping jacks, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, jumping like, if, you're, if your rest times are just 60 seconds or less, I mean, you have to have – you got to have a pretty good condition, you know, if you're going to move 80, right. 90% plus – I remember coming off of that Bulgarian program and we started doing the fours after that. And, uh, I remember thinking after sets of fours that like that was the most cardio I had gotten in months. And I was like breathing super hard. I could barely catch my breath after sets of fours, um, right. power cleans, whatever. And, uh, and so for me, like that, that felt pretty cardiovascular. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. You guys got any more questions for Callie? She's, I know, got to get back to uh, some clients and stuff. So, No, I think we're good, right? Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Callie, for jumping thanks, in. Thanks, Callie. I'll just change my voice and sound like You her. betcha, yeah. She's hey, got yeah. deeper voice than me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I lift heavier too, so. Oh. Ouch. Thanks, man. Boy, it's a friendly group over there, huh? You know, uh, it, it's not it, – it's a good time. We always have a good time. And uh, you got to have thick skin. And we joke that, you know, the last rung of strength is, is ridicule being able to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. For yeah, sure. For sure. Awesome. Um, so I guess we've got some uh, user questions. Uh, Denny, do you want to go with those? Well, we have uh, – do we want to talk about the forum discussion as far as sprinting? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I do see. you want to go right to – the power athlete. Uh, yeah. What do you say, Ben? Do you, um, what do you think about that? One of the guys on the forum, uh, said, uh, I'd always heard that field work or track work or other max effort sprints should always come before heavy lifting. But a lot of the time, uh, here, he means on CrossFit football, uh, sprint D wads are programmed for after. Um, can you, can you give some insight on that? Um, a little bit and again you know i just said it though what are you training for like in terms of if you have a track athlete you're probably going to do the the max effort sprint stuff before you know and you're going to rest like 20 minutes 10 20 minutes in between efforts to maintain that you know the true intensity side of things um i know in talking with john because about three months back we did like some heavy front squats followed by some flying starts mm -hmm. and we were talking to him about what that was all about and um kind of came down to what he said was just trying to do something heavy, like a simple term, choose something heavy and do something dynamic immediately after kind of that, uh, motor sequential firing order, if you will, in terms of like the motor unit stuff. Yeah. We're like, you know, really tax that, that CNS with that heavy lift 
and then go back and try to get those same motor units to recruit like once fatigued and almost kind of develop new pathways without, you know, in a very simple, simple approach to it. Like do something really heavy, exhaust those motor units that, that are recruited and then try to do something dynamic and ballistic right after. Nice. Yeah. Some of that's been popping up even with respect to other movements, not sprints. I mean, where we had, um, you know, three rep max squat followed by max effort box jump or something like that. And, you know, it's a similar kind of pattern, except it's not a sprint. The box jump obviously is a little bit faster. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I just, in, in terms of a very, you know, observational thing, you know, when we do like a heavy squat and then we go do a box jump after, like our next set of squats always seems to be a lot fast, like a lot faster, a lot smoother, and uh, and easier to some respect. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. That was going to be what I said when I did that workout. I thought this is going to crush me, and my squats are going to be horrible. But it turned out something about that jump made the squats feel not lighter, just like you said, sort of smoother. Yeah. So you know, it's like you're firing the the fast twitch muscle fibers in the squats, and then they're fatigued. And then go call upon them again for the sprints. Yeah, the I mean, let's get them going. They're already primed. They're already ready to fire. See, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, for Denny, you've been to the third. I know Steve hasn't made it out to one yet, but uh, we talk about it in terms of the manual resistance protocol. Yeah, you're doing something very exhaustive to that to the motor units, to to the nerves, all sorts of fun stuff. And then you're going to try and make elicit a response immediately after that's dynamic and ballistic. And some people, when they get done with the manual resistance or the heavy squats, go to a run and they look like a puppy who doesn't know what their feet are doing. And then you have other people who like sets three and four just start to go and start to work. Well, that's that's why. And that's what you're looking for. That's, you know, when when that uh, workout like that is, is posted, you want to look at the data and see who, who was like, I don't want to say successful and failed, but I mean, who, who operated more efficiently, you know, and who had a hard time with it? Yeah, I think uh, when people do those workouts, you know, like it was a big con- kind of controversy. A couple of months back, we programmed, you know, uh, 5, 10, 15, I think, or 5, 10, 5, and it was like eight max efforts. And people were like, oh, that wasn't hard, you know? Or another example, like eight by 100 meter sprints, and people were like, oh, that was whatever. They're obviously not tapping into what it really means to do eight by 100 max efforts. Right. You know, like, what if I told you to do eight one RM back squats back to back to back? Right. Fried. Yeah, you'd be crushed. So, in terms of how you should approach those workouts, you should always look at the run should be max effort. It should all be max effort trying to elicit the greatest response you can out of your body. And if you're just going through the motions, say post squat, um, whether you're moving fast, as long as you're mentally or like neurologically thinking you're moving fast, that's what we're trying to accomplish. Awesome. That's cool. That's awesome. That's super kind of shit you get with power athlete radio. Yeah. A superficial right. answer would be like, hey, when we play sports, you're going to be fatigued and you're going to still have to run. Well, you know? not even when you play sports. I mean, I think about some of the operators or, or law enforcement yeah, or yeah. fire. I mean, you know, you're not always going to get to rest in between having to carry a heavy ladder or a body out of a building or something like that. So, I mean, I think, you know, for a functional adaptation, switching yeah. it up is is really, a good, you know, it's just beneficial. Yeah, definitely. That kind of almost superficial meaning of like, hey, you're going to eventually have to pick something up heavy and run with it. Especially, exactly. You know, I mean, I don't listen, know if you ever tried to pick up a body off the ground, 
Oh, it's, but, uh, it's pretty hard. I it's mean, horrible. yeah, especially if it's dead weight. Dead weight. Yeah. I had to carry Luke one time. Uh, he just got really sleepy one night when we were out, and I had to, I had to kind of carry him into the car. And I'll tell you, 220 pounds did not feel like 220 pounds. <laughs> Yeah, 220 on the barbell is fundamentally <laughs> different than 220 on the skeleton. Yeah, like I mean, across the floor. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's also functional as a parent. I mean, Denny, you know, you got a bunch of kids and you're carrying them around, running around. I mean, they don't weigh 220, but, you know, an extra 50, 60, or 100 pounds that you're throwing around and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just good to mix stuff up. I mean, like you said, superficially. But, I mean, it has that functional transfer that I think is what, what most of the people are after. Yeah. Sure. Cool. 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 Hopefully that answers your question, CW. All right. And then we got uh, Bulldozer2020. He's asking about a recipe section on the Power Athlete HQ website. Um, The idea of it, if if Power Athlete headquarters has thought about doing something like that, where people can post meal ideas. Um, Yeah. I know the football has like a you know a nutrition section with a couple uh, meals, good meals. I think I've done all, I've cooked up uh, all of them. But what do you what are your thoughts on that, Ben? Well, what do you guys section, Power Athlete Headquarters site. What do you guys think? I think that every day on the CrossFit football boards, somebody's talking about what should I eat. Or, oh my gosh, like, and uh, you know, I I try to send him the link. Actually, Danny and I was just talking about, talk to me, Johnny, like, there's a, there's a, there's a post, what, tell me what to eat. And then, you know, well, I don't eat enough or I don't eat this or what have you. And I know it's, uh, I mean, for me, uh, it sounds like for Denny too, I've cooked a lot of those, uh, crusted football recipes too, and made up some of my own and, you know, having ideas when you're, when you're trying to cook, you know, I just think it's a great idea. I think that if we yeah. can get, I, I mean, I think, I think it's a great idea if people do it, right? So if we could get the nation to start submitting recipes, and uh, that sort of thing, great. But it, I think it has to be driven by the nation, right? It shouldn't be like you and Luke concocting oh. recipes and stuff like that, right? You know, I mean, because that look like it's going to be like throw some meat in a crock pot with some <laughs> onions and carrots, yeah, which brings heat. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's really, you know, that's probably what most of us eat on a daily basis. So if people want to get creative and have, you know, interesting meals, then they should be responsible. So do you think it would be reasonable to say uh, to the to the listeners that if you have a recipe that you think is just like banging and you want everyone to know about it, they could submit it to that, that comment sub- and it will get posted somewhere? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think I think you're spot on. Be like, hey – this should be, you know, Power Athlete Nation should be participating in this much more than like myself giving you what I ate last night or right. what on ate or something like that. You know, um, I think if we could get a, a meld of it, you know, get everybody participating, I think we're going to be better off than say, you know, just creating a header with six meals. Um, right. I know, I know there is, uh, there's a couple. Rumor has it, there's a couple cookbooks in the works. Um, so that that could be something out there. Uh, everybody, keep your eyes out for. We'll know. I'll send more details out there when we know more. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, here's the other thing. You know, if you're interested in eating something and you're interested in paleo, you know, read read a couple of articles on sort of what the power athlete 
uh, diet is. And then go look at all the websites on paleo-ish type of things and, and just add in extra sweet potatoes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, listening, to, listening to last podcast about that guy, uh, he's like, I, well, I eat, I'm never full. Eat more. I mean, I don't know contextually what what a lot of food is. You know, yeah. I know I put on 20 pounds of eating a mixture of a gallon of milk, which I don't suggest anybody do. <laughs> Just for your personal life, don't do it. But um, like, it was hard to eat, you know. And I was like, I ate so much, and then you, when you write it out, and you realize you just don't eat that much. Yeah. So it's like, how much do I eat? I don't know. Play with it. Eat enough. Eat a lot. Eat more. You think you're eating too less? Eat more. You're eating yeah. too much? Eat less. Yeah. And yeah. I hate. Well, I hate I, you know, generalize. my diet was always. It was horrible when I was 19, 18, 19 years old. I mean, he it sounds like he's in and out of classes. It's like, have a bigger breakfast, dude. You know, coffee and coconut oil don't cut it. Yeah, yeah. No. You know, some meat, that have a steak, steak and eggs. You know, to to his to his benefit though, I mean, we should really be applauding the fact that he is nineteen in college yeah. and paying attention to his diet like this. Cause I'm with you, Denny. When I was nineteen in college, it was whatever was on the cafeteria menu or whatever was left over from the party the night before. I mean, you know, it was none of this. How much sweet potatoes am I getting after my workout? It was. Right. Yeah. I, I, I commend him on that end. Dude. That's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I was well, pizza, pasta, rice, totally. as much as you could get. Pizza, pasta, rice, and beer. They're like the four food groups. Yeah. Like if yeah. I could, you know, I mean, if, if, if I knew now what I know, if I knew, how does that go? <laughs> <laughs> if I knew then what I know now, there you go. I would definitely freaking pay more attention to nutrition. Yeah, nutrition and sleep. Oh, yeah. Well, to bring it all home, I think if if everybody wants it, you know, that could be something we could put out there. You know, a power power meal idea section on the blog. But I don't know if it's okay. user generated much more so than ours. But uh, we'll make a note of it. We'll keep that in mind. Cool. Another, what about any new uh, power athlete gear? Yeah, we're always working on it. Logos. Working on it. So What's when's that, that stuff going to come out? Because like, we need some gear to rep, bro. We're working on it. <laughs> we're busy. There's three people doing all this work, man. Awesome. So, what so are you training for, right? I mean, whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we are definitely working on it. It's just, uh, I believe it's... The logos are all getting worked out. You know the final final things. We're getting the shirts out. We'll have some stuff out for uh, summer for sure. All right, cool, 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 awesome. Some tank tops, maybe. Some tank tops, nice. Where? How do you guys like the socks? Anybody have socks out there? You guys buy those yet? I I have not, but I've got a pair of socks like that, and I love them. Oh, they're the best. Yeah. Awesome. Look badass. Yeah. All right, Kevin Daly. Kevin Daly, he emailed in asking if uh, if the guys can discuss sleep. Um, I've seen a topic on the CrossFit football board intermittently and think it was partially covered in a Talk to Me Johnny article. The more sleep, the better to an extent, but could you provide any input, observations, or personal experience with too much, too little screwed up sleep schedules mine's a mess so i get it whenever i can 
Yeah, year olds life, right? <laughs> Stephen, you wanna you wanna speak just a little bit, and then I'll couch off the back end of yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think I think we're all in agreement, which is um, keep getting it when you can, and um, be mindful of the fact that sleep is important for recovery. Um, sort of a personal anecdote: when I had when my when my wife had our son. You know, sleep was a distant memory. He's waking up every hour, every two hours or whatever. And for whatever reason, I fell into the trap of thinking I still had to train just as hard and pushed myself through and really made very little gains during that time. And in hindsight, I look back and I think to myself, well, if I had just taken some time off, if I had cut the intensity, the stressor on my body that I could control, which was in the in the weight room and not I couldn't control my son who was waking up because he's you know an infant you know I would have had much better gains much better uh, sort of output from that training so, so I think sleep is ultimately important because good sleep is ultimately important because it's restorative for the body um, things like release of growth hormone uh, insulin regulation um, upregulation of IGF and so lots of your growing happens at night and if you're training like crazy six or seven days five or six days a week or how whatever then your sleep is horrible. You're just going to see uh, a detraction of your gains. You're, you might go backwards. You might not go anywhere. And so, I think uh, Kevin, you know, get the sleep you can. What I would suggest is like we suggested for the diet. Um, if you think you're not getting enough sleep, get more. If you don't know, I would document it. I mean, you know, the, we can't just. Um, if you really care about your performance then sort of armchairing it and saying like, oh, I don't know if I sleep good. Well, that's, that doesn't cut it. Write it down. Think about how many hours you sleep. Think about how that interacts with the other kind of stressors in your life. I mean, things you want to control are stress hormones like cortisol that can be catabolic and basically detrimental can result in things like injury. And then my final comment I think I'll make is, you know, with respect to, with respect to training, Especially lifting heavy weights. I don't know if any of you guys have ever like been rushed for time, had a bad night's sleep, and tried to get under a snatch or under a back squat. My gosh, I mean, it's scary as hell. Um, you know, we talk about being dangerous to drive while sleepy. Well, it's dangerous to lift heavy weights when you're sleepy too. And so you just got to be careful, and you really have to. I mean, you know, I we get all geek out on the on the the physiology of it all, but it's important. You need it. If you're not getting enough, get more. You know, if I could just jump in before uh, before Ben tears it up, I I know when we had John on in um, like episode two or whatever, you guys were talking all that you know about sleep, and he mentioned um, like no computer after nine. You know, get to sleep by ten. That like the first three or four hours of sleep are crucial, and I started doing that because I, I was one of the people that would, you know, past nine o'clock, I'd be checking emails after I got, you know, I got home from coaching and then when my kids go to sleep, all of a sudden it's like nine, nine thirty, and I'm, I'm on the computer and then I try to crash and uh, my brain's going like a hundred miles an hour. But if I can, you know, just ditch it, be asleep by 10, man, I, I've had some great sleep and I've been feeling like a huge difference. Uh, in my performance when I go to the gym and 
you know, kick some ass. So yeah, I, I think yeah. that was some great advice. Denny, yeah, you're, you're spot on. I mean, um, there was a new study that was done and I don't even think it's been published yet, but what this, what this woman did was she took people and brought them into what she called naturalistic sleep cycles. And it turns out that people will go to sleep if given the opportunity, like nothing else to do, no computers, no TV, whatever, they'll start falling asleep about sunset. And those first four hours of sleep are super adaptive. In fact, if if participants make those first four hours but miss the rest of the night, it's fine. They're, they're just fine the next day. Um, so they sleep for like four hours. They actually wake up in the middle of the night for about an hour and they go into like this meditative, restorative, psychological state and then they doze back off until sunset. Um, and those people had, I mean, their hormone profiles came into line. People lost weight. Psychophysiological measures came online. I mean, it was almost like they got rebooted as human beings. Um, with respect to your comment about computers, I mean, computers and iPhones and iPads and anything else in the world that is de- they're designed to grab your attention, one of the lights that they emit is UV blue light, which is designed to look like sun to grab your attention. So if you're forced, and I know like lots of the CF football um, nation are, are you know students or or whatever people that have to be on you know the computer at night like myself i have to mark exams or answer student emails or you might have to you know research some stuff online there are some programs you can get which can um block that light you can still work on your computer at night but that light is significantly blocked and it doesn't impact your sleep in the same way and so one of the programs i really like is called um f.lux f.lux uh it's free after about sun so so it finds out where you are in the world and then it so it knows when sunset is and just as the sun sets your screen will turn kind of orange and what it's doing is it's blocking that uv blue light um so that your screen is no longer emitting that light that's designed to keep you awake so there are, there are ways around it but i agree wholeheartedly with you so i've been doing the same thing and my sleep has been awesome Hey, can I put that on my TV and then like play Xbox all night? And <laughs> and I don't, I don't think playing? so. I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> you shouldn't yeah. be playing Xbox all night anyway. You're a grown man. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I just I just discovered this program not too long ago, and I really like it. Um, I'm trying to get all my students to do it. I, uh, you know. I use all my students at the college. If, if you ever get, if you ever get in my class, you're going to be experimented on. And so I tell them all this stuff that we talk about, you know, in sleep. I always recommend them getting better sleep and um, at least eight hours. I mean, you'd be surprised at the average college student. I mean, I've got students in my class who admittedly get four to five hours of sleep seven days a week and then they wonder why they need 12 cups of coffee and can barely stay awake in class can barely function can't pay attention i had a had a girl come up to me after class today and she's one that i know sleeps very little and i asked her a question and she stared at me like i hadn't said anything and i was like she was out of she was sleeping standing up oh my gosh she was just zoned out and then so i had to like i mean like i should have just like grabbed her and like shook her like come on go home and go to sleep but I'd be in jail, so. Ben? Are you there? Ben's fell asleep from listening to us. <laughs> oh, not, not at all. Not at all. I'm uh, multitasking. <laughs> nice, nice. What are your thoughts on sleep, Ben? <laughs> 
you know, I, I have some personal experience with clients and myself. I, I, I am, I just like your students in college, you know, I would, I was one of those kids. I would stay up till one or two in the morning, probably just playing video games for no reason. And then, uh, I had practice. I played uh, college soccer and I'd practice at like seven thirty. So we had to be in the training room by seven and, uh, that kind of served as my coffee and I would wake up. But by about noon, when all my classes were over, I would take a three to four hour naps. And so it definitely was, wasn't ideal, but like that was how I managed. I didn't drink coffee at the time. Um, now though, I try to listen to John's kind of recommendations via talk to me, Johnny, and just kind of knowing the guy and try to be asleep or in bed around 10 and then try to sleep through the night as best I can. Yeah. You know, and he, he talks about his circadian rhythms, trying to sleep between the hours of 10 PM and 2 AM. And that's the most advantageous time to make sure that you're asleep. And I think the sleep thing, he's super geeked out on it right now. He's seeing like a neurologist and, and uh, all these guys were giving him some great feedback on brain and how, how it works. And I think he talked briefly about it uh, with you guys a couple weeks back. Yeah. Uh, and this probably be a good question for him to address when he, when he gets back into town. And, uh, but the sleep thing's huge. It helps recovery. I, I trained guys for two years. They were beer distributors. It's kind of a corporate wellness company at 5 a.m., four days a week. And these guys lived hard lives. You know, they, as beer and beer distributors, they had to entertain people every night. And, and then they would still, they, the only time they could show up to the gym was 5 a.m. And they would get like four to five hours of sleep. And yeah, I was able to give them some results, but their, their work, their workout, their hour, five to six, spent 20 minutes rolling out and trying to actively warm up, lift some heavy weights, and then try to keep your heart rate down and do some basic accessory work, you know? Yeah. And I'll be honest, they, they didn't see that great of results because they just never slept. And one of the guys had sleep apnea, and he's just such a mess. His body would start shaking. Um, super nice guy, you know, but he could just never do anything without falling apart. And it was just crazy how much sleep, you know, affects you. Yeah, you know, you raise a really good point, Ben, which is um, – and I don't think Kevin has this problem, but if you have a sleep problem, I mean, sleep apnea is really serious. Um, lots of things can impact that. And, you know, you really, you don't want to play with that. If you feel like your sleep is really disturbed because of something that is biological or biomedical, I mean, my recommendation as a scientist would be to, to get it sorted out. And, you know, I, in line with that, I have to say, I really admire John. I mean, John is always just simply biohacking himself into being a more optimal badass MFer. And and like what a role model. It's so cool that you get to hang out with him and stuff because here he is. He's John Melbourne and role model. I I like it. <laughs> I mean for real. Hey, yeah. For you, so. It would be great to be out there and hang with him all day like you guys do. But yeah, I mean, that that is, I mean, I think to like, to seriously investigate, he's probably got fine sleep. I mean, maybe not. He's got two young kids now, but he's probably got fine sleep, perfect diet. He's strong and all that stuff. And then, you know, to continue to try and improve yourself is just, I think it's laudatory, but it's pretty awesome. I mean, uh, I'm lucky to be able to, uh, to work with him and people like him who are just constantly, you know, at at an apex and constantly reaching for more. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool. And, and that, that allows me to do podcasts like this and talk about stuff. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Um, so I guess we'll write Danny. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got everything on the agenda. Cool, cool. Greatest, greatest show ever? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Without, we just keep Luke out of it, and we're doing great. You know? <laughs> who who, who uh, thought he was going to say that, right? Yeah. Um, you two have well, like a sibling rivalry of some sorts. I would love to see you two lift. Uh, we were – there's a video that, uh, that I made somewhere. I got to find it. And when Luke first moved out to Newport, it was like the only time that I was stronger than him. He would come off uh, some sort of back injury, and I think we, we found – like a 10 inch rim that went to something. We don't even know what, but they, we just pretended it was platinum. We called it a thingamajig and we put a 20 pound chain around it and the winner got to wear it, which sounds like the winner should have not had to wear it. Yeah. And uh, we did, we went for one RM rack jerks for the competition and we were putting ourselves through some shit and just yelling at each other. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty funny. I think, uh, I think he won with like a 150 rack jerk and I got like 145 or something like that. Nice. Pounds or kilos? Now we're talking kilos. <laughs> uh, ounces, man. Ounces. ounces. Kilos. 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 So you measure But uh, yeah, yeah, we have a good time. We have a good, uh, we alluded to it in a thing in the beginning. We all have a pretty good, healthy relationship. We're, we're good friends and we know when to work and we train hard and it's all, it's all good stuff. It's a great environment to be a part of. Nice. That's awesome. You know, um, real quick, Ben, I was, uh, you said rack jerks. That's what I was doing yesterday. One rep max on uh, rack jerk. And man, I can't get past like 295. You know, I, my, I, I want to jerk 300 pounds, you know, cause ultimately I want to clean and jerk that. But every yeah, time, yeah. I, you know, lately it's like when, when I get underneath it, uh, it's, it's that lockout. Where are you, you know? breaking I, at Are first, I thought it was upper back, and I'm like, man, you know what? My upper back's fine. It's my freaking triceps, man. Oh, you think it's your triceps that are? I do. I mean, I should videotape it and see. It's like I can, I can dip and drive and get underneath it. It's just holding it and then standing up with it. It starts to like my start breaking at my elbows. Yeah, I don't know. Send a videotape and send it our way. I mean, yeah. you better hurry up and get that 300 because uh, Camille's coming after you. Did you guys see that video of her uh, rack or front jerking 255 the other day? No, 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 dude, I dropped the ball on that. Wow. You know, uh, you know Camille, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I can't pronounce it. Play Bizonet. The only fe- uh, attractive yeah, female the, participant in the CrossFit Games. LeBlanc. Is that, that her last that's name? questionable, uh, but <laughs> there's a lot more. There's some beautiful women out there. I'm just um, teasing. I'm just teasing. Yeah, but she she front jerked 255 like cake. Wow. Like, I mean, that's almost double body weight for a front jerk, you know? Like, that's impressive. Yeah. She's coming for you. And that is, um, I guess I should have been more clear. That is when, when I'm, my uh, rack jerk was from the front, you know? I was in the rack position. It wasn't uh, on oh, the okay, okay. So that would just be called a jerk. Right. Just a jerk. But jerk? Cool. No worries. Okay, so your front jerk, I don't know, maybe it's positioning. Maybe you're leaning forwards too much. I don't know. Send a video and we'll, uh, we'll doctor it up. Sweet. Cool. If you think it's tricep, do 30 minutes of tricep extension. <laughs> right? I know. Um, like, well, I told you I was hanging around some of my powerlifting friends over the weekend and they were talking about that. You know? Yeah, I mean, it does have its merit. And do 100 freaking skull crushers. Yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. you know, I mean, that's something I don't really do. 
So you know, besides swinging kettlebells, we found them to be great, uh, great tools for like French press and, you know, uh, preacher curls and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Man. All right. Well, Pleasure, th- guys. thanks for coming on, Ben. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, cool. Power Athlete Radio is out. See